Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Matthew 6 and we're going to go through the entire book or the entire chapter today. But before we do that, let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this day and thank you for all that you've given us. Thank you for the many blessings you've bestowed on us. And thank you for loving me and us. You're incredibly gracious and kind and generous. And Lord, I'm so thankful. You're also very patient. So Lord, I lift up this time as we read, as we think about you and this upcoming Easter, I just pray that we would understand what it truly means to be saved by your grace and your, and your salvation and your sacrifice. I pray that we would understand what we really do, need to do in order to bring you glory and to live a life that pleases you. So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this reading, and I ask Holy Spirit for you to open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits completely. Lay us bare and speak to us. Guide us and provide wisdom and understanding. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, before we start in on the chapter, I'm going to change things up just a touch. And I'm going to read from... Preaching the Word commentary from Kent Hughes. And I'm just going to read a little bit about what he says about chapter 6 and the, th- the main themes within it. So he writes, Before we look at almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, I want us first to see the importance of God's sight and God's rewards and how these two realities should be part of our motives for holy living. First, we have God's sight. In Hebrews 4.13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. In Psalm 139.7 and 8, David writes, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where, where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. God is always present. He knows all and sees all. He then goes on to say, Nowhere does Jesus teach that we must be good for the sake of being good. That sounds noble, but it is not biblical thinking. Throughout Matthew, think of the end of each beatitude or the parables on the last judgment. Jesus persistently uses the motive of God-given rewards to help believers live for God. The problem, however, is that some of us view God like some stingy old boss who only reluctantly gives a raise, bonus, or praise. Trust me, I'm working for some of those right now. But God is not like that at all. Jesus will later teach that even earthly fathers, even the worst fathers, give good things to their children. They don't give their son a snake when he asks for a fish. Our gracious, kind, and benevolent Heavenly Father is quite happy to give us rewards for good behavior. Why wouldn't he? A good government rewards righteousness. A good teacher or parent does as well. Why wouldn't a good God? The rewards mentioned here might include present benefits. If you live according to God's ways, then blessings will follow. Sometimes material blessings, sometimes emotional blessings, but always spiritual blessings. The closeness of God's presence 
in the here and now. Therefore, Christian, when the rains and winds of this world beat against you, think about the roof and the foundation of this house of holiness. As you seek to live not for self, but for the glory of God, recognize that God gives you motives for perseverance, his sight and his rewards. Live before him and for him, knowing that the narrow way leads to life, to the final and eternal vision of God, and to those unfading pleasures that he holds in his right hand. So when we think about this, and we're going to read these, this chapter now, think about that God sees everything, and he rewards us, but he sees all, and he knows our hearts. And in this chapter, he really goes after our motivations. So chapter 6, verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And I know from my own personal life, I've been this person. I have been the one who made sure others knew that I gave money to that person on the street corner. I made sure people understood what a great guy I was when I did X. It's crap. It's not the right thing. My motivation sucked. So, but... You know what? It's easy for me to want to get praise from others rather than praise from God. Verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for the love for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have re- received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, And pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, Do not look somber, as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. And when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, 
where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be healthy and full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be destroyed to the one or devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And with that, that's chapter 6. There's a lot there. But I think if we really ponder, as I ponder or think about it and pray, God sees everything I do. If I am honest about it all, am I more concerned about him seeing it and rewarding it? Or am I more concerned about having somebody else see it? It comes down to my motivations. And often, I'm just a here now instant guy. And that's the, that's the change that needs to occur. So with that, let's go to, go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and thank you for all that you've done. You are incredibly kind and generous. And I just pray that my heart would be humbled and that I would not seek the praise of others, but that I would seek you. I pray that I would learn to love you with all my heart and my soul and that I would learn to love others as myself. I know I struggle with that and I struggle with all these things, Lord. And I just pray that as we walk through our day, we would bring you honor and glory, that our hearts would be soft and that we would focus on you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.